Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. I am your host, Ross, and we are back. We've had a few a few weeks off, four weeks, five weeks, I can't remember. Greg did the last one. Uh, joining me, as always, is Colin and Adam. Good evening, fellas. Hello there. Adam. Hello. How you doing? How are you, Colin? I'm good. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Nothing really to report. Still, still fighting cats. Um, Sending off your fan mail to Mr. Donald J. Trump. Um. <laughs> all right, I've got a vote Trump T-shirt. Oh um, my word! But uh, you don't wear that outside, do you? <laughs> That's just for like comfy around the house. It is. Yeah, it's it's too, it's too cold just to wear a T-shirt, so it's always got a jumper on top of it. That's my excuse. Is that your online dating uh, profile picture? Is that why you're struggling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd go down a treat. <laughs> you never know, you might find some like minded lunatic. Adam, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Preparations I'm, for your stag do are underway. I'm not trying to make America great again. So. <laughs> Just letting it be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about some football, gents? It's been a while. It's been a while. Why not? Yeah, it has, yeah. Let's talk about the big game from today then, shall we? The LA Rams 17, New York Giants. Yeah, <laughs> scoring way yeah. Chelsea 4, Man United 0. Who saw this coming? Mourinho certainly didn't. He, uh, he he set out to spoil the party against Liverpool on Monday and, success, and succeeded very well, but those tactics did not quite work so well today. Pedro scored after one well, minute. Did they try and did he try and employ the same tactics? I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> um, he certainly can still get the best out of those Chelsea players, though, can't he? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he still on the payroll? They do own him, <laughs> right? So after all, we still know. <laughs> well, United had more possession. Shots were equal. Everything else was fairly equal. Just slightly more possession to Man U. So it wasn't as bad as the Liverpool when they had what thirty? I think thirty-five percent possession they had. Yeah, those stats were absolutely bizarre when you watch the game. Yeah, um, I think it was kind of one of those things that if you took out the the incidents where um, where the goals were scored and just showed everyone sort of like the highlights, not including them. Yeah, and said, "Oh, we've cut out some of the goals." <laughs> what What do you think? The, what do you? This was sort of like the the run of play. What do you predict the score to be? Yeah, and you definitely would have said that Chelsea had dominated that game for my money. You see the whereas you see the stats, and I ask the same question, and you you would not be predicting um, anything close to a Chelsea win. No, those stats are very equal, but yeah, a, a landslide in Chelsea's favourite 
didn't start well. So, uh, poor defending, apparently, letting Pedro with his first shot on target this season. So, not a bad place to get you first. Well, that was just it. That's where it comes undone. As you said, that I thought, but actually, a lot of people slagged off the game on Monday night. I quite enjoyed it. Um, it, it wasn't it was it wasn't as bad as Tom made out for it to be. It was um, it was a uh, maybe not a masterclass, but it was some good um, tactical work by Mourinho. Yeah, playing the spoiler, wasn't he? he didn't look for a good high pressing team, so let him have the ball. We can't do it then. But I don't think they. He, I don't think that it's, it was as fair as people made out to say that they'd spoiled the game to the extent that they had no. Um, it, they they spoiled it, but maintained some ambition. Mm. Uh, I wonder whether he maybe was thinking, like you said, to do exactly the same this week. But as soon as you go a goal behind in thirty seconds, yeah, it's like people. It's like the criticism people put put at. Um, a Tony Pulis managed team, or yeah. or David Boys's Everton, that when you go out to spoil a game and you play for a draw, yeah, and the you can see you go behind, it's changing that mentality becomes very difficult. Mm. And just, um, I thought that it was an absolutely bizarre performance all round from Manchester United because it was a game riddled with individual error after individual error defensively, yeah, and at the same time the the team set up and what they were trying to do as a, tactically as a team was so disappointing yeah it's um, I mean the lineup. It it looks relatively strong on paper but it, there's a lot of individuals still trying to make that into a team aren't they because Pogba's he's, he's slowly getting into form but Lingard's starting to have a, well, kind of everyone got a bit excited about a goal in the Europa League last week also at the same time at the same point when you're going from playing Liverpool on Monday night to playing Chelsea away mm. on Sunday. What is Pogba doing playing a Europa League game at home? Yeah, I know. He's definitely not needed. <laughs> definitely no. not needed. You've got more than enough players. That could, Martial, Lingard, Herrera, Rashford, all of those. Even Rooney. Could he give Rooney a game if he's not injured? But the thing, the thing is, Ross, I agree with what you're saying, but when you look at the players, you take that first goal, for example. Yeah. You, you got the, the first incident is that... Um, Daily Blim makes an error and yeah. lets Pedro run off him. Then <clears throat> Smalling's positioning is all wrong. Mm-hmm. In, in, you take those two errors and they force David De Gea to make a decision. It, he, in my opinion, he makes the wrong one. Yeah, comes out and gives Pedro to, and, and Pedro's left with a tap in. Now you're right, but those are three players who've been there for over a year now. Well, yeah, true. They should know. What they're doing, especially at this level. They're not players who playing together should be trying to make a team. No, they're, yeah, they're well established here. Just on the other but side what? of the ball, I was trying to talk about Kante. Yep. He looks like a, a brilliant signing by Chelsea. He's he's become the player they wanted Matic to be, I think. He's quite happy to just sit there and just disrupt that game and then just get rid of the ball to more attacking players. He doesn't look out of place at all in that Chelsea team. Yeah, but I find it strange that they play him alongside Matic. Yeah, you don't need. To, you it's like, probably it's, don't need two like of them. They, it's like they play both of them and decide to let both of them be a little bit more attacking. Yeah. Well, I just think ask one of them to just defend properly and play a, a more offensive player. Yeah. Well, they've got the, they've switched to a, well, a three at the back. They're playing. Yeah. Cahill, Louise, and uh, Aspilicueta as your three yes. at the back. <laughs> It's different, but then you got Alonso as a left kind of wing fullback, and it's, Moses, I think, was the other fullback. Yeah, very odd. It's working. It worked 
brilliantly today. It did, yeah. I, <laughs> I, for all the things that you could say that, that meant that tactically they were able to to outnumber Manchester United in certain areas of the pitch. Hmm. Um, what I thought was startling from a defensive point of view for Manchester United is there was just so little pressure on the ball. Yeah. It was so easy, so easy for them to just pick them apart. Yeah, it's not what you want. You want you don't want to give a, a Conte team, especially that much time on the ball, because the masters are just keeping hold of it. And Colin, on Conte, you're our, you're our manager, betting expert. Betting was suspended. I'm in being fired this week. Hasn't that been put to bed? Hasn't I don't know. That's all. I, that's all I'd heard. That he was suspended. Rumours that the guy who's in charge at Dortmund had had a fallen out, and that's who. Chelsea would have would have wanted apparently. I think the only way things, I think the only way, only way Abramovich puts anything to bed, Colin involves sort of <laughs> concrete and the ocean. Con- yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. see it happening myself. No, especially not now. He was beating Man United four 0 But these are this is a long. I, yeah, I agree. But this is a long running story. This is something that's been floating around. Rumours have been been going on for. Probably over a month now. Yeah, it's very strange. You, you prize him away from a very comfortable job he had before, and now, yeah, you, you, the possibility that you could fire him before even half the season's up. Yeah, and and you, it seems that with with um, Conte that they've been able to ha- he's been able to um, go for a, a couple of months. Mm. Was it now? If you think that. <laughs> At half time during during next weekend's games will be a quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, and he's been able to go for a bit and sort of instead of coming in and just taking over at Chelsea and instilling his way immediately, someone's like, "Okay, we'll do it your way." Yeah, that's not worked. Now, <laughs> now it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's working. They're one point off the top of the table. Just on, go on, so I was just going to say, just on Manchester United, guys. I think it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens midweek on Wednesday because Manchester United face Manchester City at home in the EFL Cup. <laughs> and after that, they've only got two and a half days. I suppose it's the same for everybody, but two and a half days before they play Burnley. Hmm. So it'll be interesting just to see how, you know, what team Manchester United put out there. I presume it's well, going to, have to be a strong one. Burnley are. Burnley are a dangerous team. Yeah, they are. I mean, you, you can ask anyone on Merseyside. <laughs> I'd expect both teams to field reserve teams, but you expect them to still be fairly strong reserve teams because of the, the amount of depth they've got. Let's move on to Man City then. Um, speaking of those, they drew one all with Saints today. Saints took the lead through Nathan Redmond. Apparently, a John Stone's error uh, before Ian Nacho. Got the equaliser with uh, an hour, uh, half an hour to go, but it finished level. Well, on the plus side for Man City, Aguero didn't miss another penalty. <laughs> yeah, every cloud. He's having a season, isn't he, Aguero? Um, Alex talked on the Extra Time podcast last week about Oriel Romeu for Saints, who has taken on the Wanyama role, but he's actually oh. a footballer. Oh, Alex talks about it, and everyone's everyone's a big fan. Adam's been talking about Romero for three years. He was. I liked oh, him when he signed for Chelsea, but they just disappeared yeah. for two years, didn't they? Oh. <laughs> I see. There's a 
there's an anti Adam pro Alex <laughs> agenda on this podcast. <laughs> I've said that for years, and now I'm finally getting to the bottom of it. When you can be called a football manager expert in uh, air quotes, then <laughs> we'll start taking you seriously as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that central midfielder Saints with uh, Romelu, uh, Geordie Class, Clace, and uh, Hoiberg. That's that's a good three to pick from. That is to get rid of Wanyama, who me and you, Adam, clearly thinks a terrible footballer, and replace him with that level is really good. Yeah, but what I, I might not think he's very good. But what does Alex think of Wanyama? <laughs> we'll ask him. We'll see what his football manager stats are. <laughs> Probably yeah. higher now that he's at Spurs. Um, yeah. <laughs> this Saints team though um, the amount of well turnover they go through they're still there. they're still like in the top 8 or 9 I know they're they just every season just there no matter what happens to them just indestructible yeah it's, it's to be applauded that they they kind of followed that uh, what Swansea had where you get the same type of manager in and you you continue what's been started before and you just, you just replace your your players that you sell with players that are kind of not at the same level, but have got those stats to get at to the get to the same level. And I think that's a different. That's a very difficult thing to do because you can't obviously pick the same manager. No, you know I mean you're always going to need to have a little bit of an, a, a a sense of evolution, and mm. they're going to want to do their own things. I think that's healthy for the for the club at the same time as well. Yeah, definitely. You always want to, want to be changing, and they seem to manage to do it. They just seem to manage to strike gold every time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if, anything, if anything, they've got better every time. <laughs> it's incredible, really. It's really great. Um, City, on their hand, Colin. Guardiola, um, five winless games for the first time in seven years for Pep, or a Pep team. It's not all that, it's not all that good, is he, Colin? He's just a average Premier League manager. No, he's, he obviously he's, he's a great manager. <laughs> I'm not going to... Oh, Greeny did better than this. <laughs> well, we'll see. And it's a long season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Get... But you would be slightly worried, though, with the turning form. Yeah. Would you? I think you would. You're letting... Um, at one point, people were saying City were going to run away with it, even though it was early days. But they were, and, and I'm happy to say that I was one of those people. Ross was another one of those yeah. people. And I think that maybe we gave him too much credit. But too much credit just because I always thought before this that I thought that City had the strongest City. squad anyway. But I know before that I always thought the City were a huge work in progress, right? Um, and that they would have to be, they needed a large amount done to them. Their squad was old and needed needed a lot of um, turnover. Yeah, and that, that it was really impressive that he'd managed, what he'd managed to achieve. What in what we consider to be such a short period of time. Well, yeah, he was doing things um, with Clichy and Sabaleta, wasn't he? He'd been there for And may- maybe it turns out that that was a little bit lucky. <laughs> just sort of, I don't know, new manager bounce perhaps, and maybe that there really is yeah. more work there to do. And they're still going to be there or thereabouts, but they're not going to be running away with it to begin with because of the, the changes that he needs to instil. Mm. You think it's it's a much stronger league this year as well than last year. Last year's league was fairly terrible. Wow, Leicester proved that. Well, yeah. You go down. I mean, you go down as far as Southampton in eighth place. They're all very strong squads. They can all they can all mix it with each other. 
this, this... Well, you're looking at you're looking at a Liverpool team that Klopp has had a chance now to um, a pre-season to properly instill his ideas. Yeah, that I don't. I wouldn't say for any point last season they were playing the way you'd expect a a Klopp team to play. No, they definitely and, are now. That's for sure. Yeah, def- now they definitely are. Um, you're looking at a Tottenham team that I think has only got better. Yep. Um, has a lot more strength and depth, and um, who have the experience, how to, even just as a squad, and maybe have that experience of getting close. Yeah. And missing out, and maybe ha- maybe that's only increased increased their belief that they can because they got so close last season. I think Spurs are one other top quality striker away from winning this league. I think that's the only thing they're actually I, missing. I don't think they're even that. I think they can win this league easily. Well, they're, they're struggling slightly, aren't they, with without Kane? But I mean, they're only one point off the top still. But it, it, some of those draws into wins, they would be top and a few points far ahead at the minute. But yeah, I take your point. But he was at, at the same point of that. He was out for two. Supposed to be out for two months. That could only mm. surely he must be about a month into that already. Yeah. And they've got that Janssen, who there's, I mean, there's, there's an, high hopes there's for. Another pointless, there's another pointless international break. Oh, really? Um, and Kate, and I would say that Kane wasn't actually... Um, he wasn't playing that well that before, good. was he? No. And um, maybe a, a two-week enforced layoff, a two-month enforced layoff is actually what he needed. Well, yeah, we said all, at the start of the season, didn't he, that he looked exhausted from yeah. two, almost two years of constant football. Yeah, so yeah, this could be the best thing for him, really, and the best thing for Spurs, so look out for the rest and, of the league. So you, you take that, you, you take an Arsenal team that now has, um, I some, would some say, backbone. Argu- <laughs> I, would, I would say arguably one of the two or three best central defensive partnerships in the Premier League. Yep. Um, yeah, I think Mustafi was a, a genius signing. Um, well, I don't know if you could call a, a player you pay that much money for a genius signing. Well, for yeah, Wenger. sure. <laughs> for yes, Wenger, okay, was. Um, and a team, an Arsenal team that now has three legitimate defensive midfield players. Wonder if they ever had that in their squad. And Theo Walcott's got eight goals already, and it's not even November. Yep. Crazy. And I, a player who I still think is a is a very good player who hasn't started a single game in Olivier Giroud is yeah. now on the bench and Perez hasn't made any any impact yet um, Welbeck I mean there are lots of things yeah well <laughs> come on <laughs> some, some things are some things are purely hypothetical he can rescue a late draw when you're an Arsenal fan there's always at least one there's always one at least uh, one hypothetical player yeah. Wilshire Rizitsky <laughs> Welbeck now Welbeck there's got to be one of them <laughs> Um, and who does that mean? Who have we missed out from this? Man City we've spoken about, Manchester United, or <laughs> well, Everton. They're in that sixth position. Well, yeah, um, and that's probably the the level of squad we have, in sort of talent wise. Hmm. And we now have a manager who's um, given them a little bit of resolve, who has um, in- increased their. Um, their defensive consistency. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the biggest change for Everton this year to last year. They can not concede so many goals now. Not. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, go on, Colin. Go on, Colin. No, I, I was just going to say. I, I just add as well that I think one of the reasons why everything seem, everything seems to be a lot closer now is that I think a lot of it's to do with mentality. 
Um, you know, if you go back to like when Ferguson, do you think a... you think Leicester have let the genie out of the bottle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really do. I think maybe subconsciously, perhaps consciously, teams went to Old Trafford, for example, and they expected to get beat yeah. by Manchester United. No one's afraid of anybody anymore. And you mentioned the top eight, Ross, but there's teams outside that that are going to create some upsets. Like mm. Watford, not a bad team. Bournemouth are all right. Palace are exciting. Leicester can always turn it on occasionally. West Ham, you've got to think, are going to be climbing up the league. Yeah. They've got to get better. They can all, on a good day, you know, poop on someone's party and, and hurt one of the big boys. Um, so I, I think... Yeah, as Adam, you hit the nail on the head. I think, especially with Leicester, the genie's out of the bottle now. I think everyone's thinking, hey, Leicester had it. We'd like a little bit of what they had. You know, we're going to go for it as well. That's good. Like, that creates a, a much better division, much more entertaining games for us to watch as well. If no one's, if no one's got that fear factor, then it, it, just, it makes games more open and uh, more attacking, in theory. But I would say it was, well, but in this season that this has come about from teams getting I think this is this increased level at the top is through um improvement of of teams, not through other teams are regressing and you just like the level getting worse. Yeah. I think the teams are getting better. Yes. In my opinion. I th- yeah, I think that's true. Even the teams at the bottom, they're all strengthening apart from Sunderland who this is the year boys. <laughs> Uh, but Sunderland have decided they just want to set a record. And <laughs> you want to leave it as late as possible before getting some points on the board. Two points from nine games. David Moyes. Is... I think I, I think I heard a stat that if they had didn't win this weekend and they haven't, they would have. But it would no team for a hundred and five years or something would oh have gone. God. Had played their first nine league game. I'm not sure if it was in the top flight or in the Football League. I hope it was in the Football League. <laughs> yeah, a 1-0 one one loss, wasn't it, to West Ham this weekend for them? Yeah. I can't, there's just no way out of it for the season, I can't think, surely. Which stadium was it? Was it in the, the London Stadium? Yeah, it was London in the stadium, London Stadium, yeah. Oh, dear. So you can't even beat a team away who don't like playing in their home stadium. Yeah. <laughs> You're doomed. Sunderland haven't won in 10 games, 7 losses, 3 draws. The squad just looks completely devoid of talent. If Van Aanholt or Defoe don't score, no one scores. Moyes must be under serious pressure. This is definitely his hardest job in management. Is he under pressure, though? I think the only pressure will come from just... It's, it's, um... Do you think some of the fans just think, just fucking get relegated? Let's just start again. Let's get rid of some of these shit players on massive wages and just rebuild. I think I would. Yeah, I certainly would if I was a Sunderland fan. This can't be fun every year. What do you think, know, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, I don't think there's any team that is going to be excited about getting relegated to the Championship. Oh, it... leave, leave Burnley out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Maybe Sunderland are thinking, stick with Moyes. If we do get relegated, I'm pretty sure he'd say, hmm. and then have a good chance of maybe getting back up again. Well, yeah, look at Newcastle. They won't do that, though, will they? They won't, because it's... 
No, they'll just the impose even more. The one thing you've got to do as an ownership is be seen to be doing something. Yeah. They'll do a villa, and haven't they? What, they won't, what they'll consider is that keeping Moyes, even, if, even though it's, I would probably agree with you, maybe it's the right thing to do, that they don't see that as doing something, even though you're making a conscious decision to keep him. Yeah. Like, you've just got to do something. That's why you fire him and then you bring in... That's a question, though. Who do you bring in? That's it, you see. Well, Steve Bruce, uh, it seems. What's Dick, <laughs> what's Dick Advocate doing? <laughs> well, yeah. Surely Warnock's up for another oh. one last challenge after he gets fired from Cardiff. Or oh, what's Gus Hiddick up to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Waiting for Conte to be fired, probably. Yeah, well, He's on permanent retainer at Chelsea. He can't take another yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, another, yeah, one 0 loss to West Ham. Uh, Swansea, we've it's been a few weeks since we talked. Swansea got a new manager. Robbie Savage was quite unhappy at that. Who is this Bob Bradley? What's he done in football? Why wasn't that massively experienced Ryan Giggs given the manager's job? What do we think to this? Yeah. <laughs> well, Colin, well, I want to think of Robbie Savage as a moron. Colin, you're a big fan of whatever station it is Savage works for. Um, was it five yeah. live? Six or six. Yeah, no, he's, he's got this one completely. He's got this one completely wrong. <laughs> yes, Bob Bradley's an incredibly I, I experienced Bradley's manager. Coach. Yeah. Um, and the whole argument about and and it, it wasn't just Savage. To be fair, I think Chris Sutton was also banging the same drum. <laughs> well, you know, British managers. This is the same, is the same Chris Sutton who with absolutely no experience idea said that now is the perfect time for an openly gay footballer to come out. <laughs> I mean. What Chris Sutton doesn't know about openly gay football is you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two, Christ. Just render quotes. Ugh. I don't know. I think Savage does a good job in the fact that he's literally paid to wind people up on six oh six, and it works. I can tell you one person. Who winds <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, he does a fantastic job of doing that, but he can't. I, I genuinely believe he seriously thought that Giggs would have been a better option for this job. I what I quite like is the idea that people complaining about him as if it's nepotism. Yeah. Because you've just got these Americans who've hired these Americans. <laughs> Meanwhile, suggesting that this Welsh team should hire this Welsh manager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing with Robbie Savage is it. It's um, you, you've got a apparently pre- tails too tight. <laughs> well, he's a bit like that annoying woman who who's that sort of shock. That woman who always comes out with shocking things. Oh. oh, Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins. At the end of the day, Robbie Savage is on the payroll of uh, a betting company, BT Sport, BBC. If he came out and said reasonable things, he'd lose his kudos. You know what I mean? He's. He, I think he's there to be like the pantomime villain. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, yeah. There was a bit. There was a little bit about this that I'm. That they talked, I, I, they talked about the football manager, uh, football manager, the football ramble book launch I went to last week. They talk a little bit about the, like the more conventional punditry and saying that like actually, if certain people who they alluded to basically Robbie Savage, yeah, if at any point they start coming out with uh, reasoned, thought out um, opinions, everyone will be like, hold on, that's not what you're there for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of, it's producer, kind of a curriculum. The, the producers are like, this isn't what we hired you for. <laughs> um, you'd actually find that people probably wouldn't take to it very well because 
they're not expecting to hear it coming from that coming from him. It's like if you started hearing Jonathan Wilson starting talking about something all <laughs> Bantosaurus like that. You'd be like, no, no, this isn't what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bear in mind as well, be careful what you wish for. If you, if you look back on who was hosting or... Well, what I wish for is Robbie Savage not to be on television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who was hosting 606 before? You had Alan Green and you had DJ Spoonie. <laughs> Remember him? To be fair, I wasn't listening then either. Just so give it the Chappers all the time. That's fine. Chappers does a decent enough job. Yeah, what's Josh Widdicombe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Savage falls into that category along with Sutton, along with Collymore, doesn't he? That they have genuine um, selling points, but yeah, they're not to really be taken seriously. Well, well, on this point, do we want to mention something that we've been chatting about <laughs> offline, which is about the the recent hoo ha about Gary Lineker and what he said? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to? Do you want to just set the scene, Colin? Okay, so so Gary Lineker is obviously very active on Twitter, yeah, with his own sort of thoughts, and he, you know he's attacked Roy Hodgson in the past and has plenty he's not, of views. He's, he's not afraid of dishing out a burn or two, is he? No, <laughs> no, no, he enjoys it. Um, and recently, he came out and had a go at people who was having a go at these uh, refugees that have been coming across from Calais who possibly maybe are not children okay so he makes a comment and he gets absolutely slated and it's you know on I think it was on the front page on the sun yeah the day after um saying but to know, clarify I, he comes out with a comment in support yeah supporting support the, yeah yeah and the whole question is, um, really, is where do we all stand on, does somebody in a position like Gary Lineker has, especially when he's at the BBC, which is funded by us, the people, yeah. the fans, if you like, should he be coming out with his views or should he just keep it quiet, especially political, potentially political-esque views? I think if there is tweets, and I think his Twitter does say his views are his own, don't they? Then that's, I mean, that's that's perfectly fine. He's on Twitter. He's um, not employed by the BBC. His, yeah, that's not on his... If he was doing it on his BBC platform... Yeah, or the Match of the Day if, Twitter account. Yeah, if at the beginning of Match of the Day he was like going on a monologue, <laughs> like, he, like he thought he was like Jonathan Stewart or something, yeah. then, then maybe... Yeah. I think the more important thing is that the sun should be fuck off. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see, in that same day, they posted an, editor- they posted an editorial about, um, about false facts on Twitter. Oh, Christ. And um, their reporters. And they ended this editorial with a line that said... Um, uh, it was about their report- something about their reporters that said, we don't always get it right. <laughs> but we're always trying or something oh, on right the then. same day as their highest paid <laughs> reporter went to jail for lying. <laughs> yeah. It's just one massive shit, shit storm. The whole thing, the sun. Oh, don't buy the sun. People at work buy it and leave it in the changing in the, uh, in the, the lunchroom. So I read it and I just, you, it, it just smacks you in the face. The, the one sidedness of it and, all of their views, like, yeah, you read this paper, so your views must be the same as ours. No. Ugh. No, they're not. 
<laughs> it, it, it's a difficult one. I think perhaps the biggest message, I, I think that Gary Lineker should be allowed to say what he wanted. I mean, if you think of like people like Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. he was tweeting all sorts of things, wasn't he? You know, he's, he's well, he's, he's offended everybody, I think. And, and, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. and he millions got millions out of it. it. Also, also has a column in the Sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we rec- routinely, weekly, and, and insult people and things like that. So, but it's 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 dangerous, isn't it? Football and Twitter, and Twitter seems to be becoming a little bit of a monster because I th- mm. the problem with Twitter is I think people, a bit like the Sun, when they see something, they think it's the truth, they believe it. Yeah, right. And as more and more and more with Twitter, what you're getting is lies nonsense yeah but i think the other problem you have is that you choose who you follow yeah so you can very so much make the up, news what you want it to be what, what you end up creating is these echo chambers where everyone agrees with you yeah and i think that's why people have such misconstrued views on on what the general public thinks on lots of different issues mm. because your social media is very much tailored to your 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 own political beliefs or whatever it, yeah. it will be. So you just hear your own opinions come back at you all the time. And that's where and, Facebook's and you talk about who Because at least Facebook, you don't know what your friends' views are until they post them. And then you can just unfollow them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you talk about who you follow. I mean, one person that you guys ain't following is Stan Collymore. <laughs> dreadful things that you said to him. I tried to. That's why let me. <laughs> why are you split? Why are you why are you splitting yourself out from that, Colin? Sorry, what am I doing? <laughs> are you following Stan Collinmore? Uh, I'm unable to because he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> what did he block you for, Colin? Um, I said something along. It was uh, when he was doing Cole Collymore on Talk Sport, yep. and I and he wasn't on. Um, it was another presenter, and I said Cole Collymore. It's so shit, even Stan Collymore doesn't want to be on it. <laughs> Blocked. What about you, Adam? Um, I can't remember if I told him that he was an awful football pundit or if I told him that he was an awful human being. Both of them are true, that's fine. Yeah. I was blocked for telling him he was fucking shit in Basic Instinct 2. I mean, if you're the worst <laughs> thing in that film, you're terrible. <laughs> No one's lied to him there. <laughs> and am I wrong in thinking that Tom and Greg have also been blocked? I think Tom has. I don't know if Greg has been yet. No. Greg might be our portal into the world of Stan <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we could follow him on the Man on the Post account. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see how long it takes for that one to get blocked. It's the same way I get to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I know Chris is blocked by David Badil, which he's quite proud of. Um, right, where were we? Anyway, we're talking about Swansea. Um, yeah, Bradley's a good appointment. I think it could be enough to keep them up this season once they get going. They're not, they've not been bad in these games. They've, uh, they've got a draw and only, well, they really pushed Arsenal hard last week as well. So we'll see what he can do in January. Um, what do you want to talk about next, boys? Doesn't have to be a game, it can be any football topic Bournemouth. you want. Bournemouth. Bournemouth nil, Tottenham nil. I watched that game. Yes. Um, I know Tom was disparaging about another nil-nil, but like I've said before, I don't think football's a game for Tom. <laughs> no, um, cricket's much more more points scored for him. I watched that game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And 
Bournemouth are one of my favourite teams. They're fun to watch, aren't they? They are fun to watch and they play to win. Yeah. Yeah, they had 35% possession, yeah. They didn't look like they were getting dominated in this game, from what I saw. They went for it, they, but they were happy to go toe-to-toe with Spurs. Yeah. And that will that will result in results like last season, 3-3 of Everton, or you get battered by someone because you're going for it and it's not, not happening and you get caught at the back. But it's a good way but to approach also, the Premier League. But it also means you can put teams like Hull to the sword. Yeah, exactly. They're up into um, 10th place. I just think yeah, that there's a lot about Eddie Howe to be admired. Um, mm. Maybe he needs to learn to set a team up defensively before he... like. Don't want to spend too much time in sort of the Roberto Martinez school of money. <laughs> no, he was a centre back himself, so he should have a bit of knowledge into that. Yeah, Thierry Henry is not going to help you out on that one. <laughs> no, he definitely isn't. But yeah, he's a he's a very good young English manager. He's up there with um, what's his face at Burnley. Colin, his name escapes me. Sean Dyche. Yes, the one. Those two young British managers. They're really. I just hope they don't get anywhere near their England jobs. It's just a career killer. Yeah, well, maybe that's good. Good uh, uh, that Howe didn't get the win today. Yeah, beat Tottenham. You're instantly on that radar, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> Be a bit more steady, Eddie. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I think people don't appreciate is you've got to sometimes take a step back and say, "This is Bournemouth, hmm. right?" <laughs> You know, I'm not saying, you know, you go back to the early 1900s to look at history of clubs and things, but Bournemouth are a small football... I'm sorry, they're a small football club, and, and what they've yeah. done is, is bloody amazing. Yeah. And also, argu- lots of people like to talk about how much... How about, the, oh, they've spent a lot of money, they've spent a lot of money, but realistically, have they spent a lot of money? Not compared to what the Premier League gave them. They've hardly spent anything. <laughs> a drop in the ocean. Yeah... I'd say it's not a case of have they spent a lot of money. It's irrespective whether they've spent a lot of money. Have they spent the money wisely? And I think the answer is 100% yes. Yeah, definitely. But my only concern, well, it's not a concern. I just, I can't see Eddie Howe being there for the next five years. You know, at some point, has he is he obliged to take a step up and try his hand at a, inverted commas, bigger club? Possibly, yeah. I mean, it, it all well, depends problem... on his ambition. He tried that before, didn't he? Went to Burnley and didn't like it in the north of England, mm. and quickly came right. back to Bournemouth. Was, Can I make a was, prediction? There was talk that Everton were after him as well. Yeah, yeah, that fits. Whether that me. was ever true, whether that was uh, agent speak from from either side or just someone trying to put a um, put two and two together, whether, basically. Or, or yeah, or just try and uh, either. Scare Cumin into action, or save some money on Cumin, or whatever yeah. it may be. Who knows? <laughs> that would fit for me, definitely. Can I make a prediction? Yeah, go for it. If you think of Eddie Howe's background, is it a club that's well run, likes to play exciting football? The ethos is to, of the club is to to do good things. You gonna say Tottenham? No, I think he could be the next Arsenal manager. Yeah, I wouldn't count it out. After I've, Wenger. I've still got a bet running on Arsenal to appoint uh, Dragon Stojkovic as the next boss, which I put on seven years ago. <laughs> uh, like 33 to 1 as well, wasn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> he is apparently Wenger's hand-picked replacement, but we'll see if that ever ever comes to fruition. <laughs> it, the problem is, Colin, 
is does it need to go to a a club that's in sort of in the uh, an intermediate club? Are Bournemouth for you just too small a club? Arsenal's a fucking huge step, isn't it? Yeah. From Bournemouth, maybe Saints when their next manager moves on to Liverpool or wherever. <laughs> where where yeah. did Arsene Wenger come from? Well, no, no, I agree with you. Yeah, but... he managed a Japanese club. But he had managed Monaco before, who, though. And Monaco, yeah. But who was um, who owned Arsenal 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, David Dean was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Owned by... Was it Stan Kroenke owns him now, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's a different beast now. Uh, a, a Premier League football club at that level is... F- football's changed. Mm. And sort of the... Um, the risks of getting that wrong um, are huge, yeah. and that's why you'll see teams be willing to go with the the trust the trusted name, the Neil Warnocks of this world. Yeah, because the thing is, you you sign Neil Warnock, and you're a Championship club. Hmm. He's got this record of getting promoted. You fail in the conventional way; no one criticizes you. No. But you fail by hiring the guy from League Two who's never done it before. Exactly, yeah. Then you're a lunatic. It's your own fault for doing that in the first place, yeah. Yeah, very true. Any other Premier League things we want to hit before we just move down to the Championship? I don't know. Have we missed an important game? What other games are there? Liverpool beat West Brom 2-1. Everton lost to Burnley 2-1. Arsenal drew with Borough 0-0. That's disappointing for Arsenal. It is. That was a massive Acker killer as well yesterday, I reckon. Yeah, um, they have. Uh, They're lucky to actually been, get a point at the end, Arsenal. They've been they've been let off the hook today. Yes, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, by all the not just today, Spurs let them off the hook as well. Um, it's been a good weekend for Liverpool. Yes, yes, it has. Um, and maybe you could always have anticipated that with them not having any European football, mm. but. You think the t- the two teams who've done really well out this weekend are Chelsea and and, and Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal dominated the game in terms of possession. Um, Borough had more shots and more shots on target, and we're lucky. Czech made some great saves to uh, keep Arsenal in this. This could have been one of those typical Arsenal games where you dominate but lose. After after dominating in a European tie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, I think that's all the games, really. Stoke beat Hull 2-0. Stoke, Stoke could be finally getting going, maybe. It's only Hull, though, so it's difficult to predict. <laughs> <laughs> Shakiri had a nice weekend, scored two goals. I mean, Mike Phelan's enjoying being being permanent manager. <laughs> that extra money definitely helping the, uh, each weekend. Yeah, extra 500, <laughs> extra 500 quid a week. So. <laughs> At least I want to carry his bag, so... <clears throat> he, he should have been team leader instead <laughs> right let's move down to the championship Colin Leeds are flying almost if you discount those couple of bad results we've had uh, <laughs> you. if you ignore the bad stuff it's been all good it's been a great season yeah uh, yeah so we are currently in 10th I think 9th or 10th place 10th uh, place yeah level points with Preston, Simon Grayson's Preston. Oh, Simon, come home. Um, but yeah, we've won at the weekend. We beat Wolves away from home, 1-0. Kimar Roof with his first goal of the season. Yeah, I think it might have officially been given as an old goal. 
Oh, really? To the Wolves guy, which is which is harsh on him. He doesn't want it. Harsh on does. Roof. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What I'd say on Leeds is that the position isn't really that important. I don't think to Leeds fans. It's it's just that what seems to be happening at the moment. It's not brilliant, but <laughs> it seems like I think I don't know if you agree, Ross, but probably the first time actually since Simon Grayson mm. that you can see some sort of plan of action being put together. Yes. So. Bit by bit, the team seems to be getting better. So, Leeds' problems for seasons has been conceding at set pieces, yeah. poor defence, letting goals in. That seems that tide's been stemmed, right? Yeah, there's only two big little... motherfuckers to play centre back, and that's worked surprisingly. Yeah, and championship, isn't it? <laughs> but it seemed like too often in the past, it was like just trying to put a band-aid on things with Leeds and just trying to yeah. avoid relegation, keep in the middle, whatever, you know, you're always trying to fix problems, firefighting. Now it seems like there is an actual plan. Um, and, you know, you've got to take your hat off to Gary Monk for that. Um, and it's a little bit exciting for Leeds fans because you can see sort of green shoots, you know, you can see something happening there. Um, and it's been a long time since we've ever had that. <laughs> Yeah, it really has. Yeah, we should have beat Wigan in the midweek. A disappointing loss to Derby uh, last Saturday. But we beat Barnsley for the first time in God knows how long. But yeah, one of the wins at Ipswich. Blackburn beat Cardiff. Blackburn again. Played them twice in a week. It's We're not convincingly beating teams, but we're getting by. And we're not conceding as many goals, which, like you say, has, has been a problem for many a year. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think what Gary Monk's brought to them, he, he said that when he came to Leeds, he he discovered a soft underbelly, mm. and it's rectified that. It's basically, you know, the players are shouting at each other now on the pitch, um, old players, young players, and it's like they're not the best squad we've ever had, not by a long shot, I don't think. Um, but Monk's doing the best he can with what he's got. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. Um, there's been a couple of managerial. Changes. Rotherham have sacked Neil uh, Alan Stubbs after just five months. They've had a succession of managers in the last two seasons. Steve Evans, Neil Redfern, Neil Warnock. Uh, and now it's the turn of... Kenny Jackett. Kenny Jackett is back in the championship. I like him. I can't like him because he was Millwall manager for so long that I can't, <laughs> can't get over that, I'm afraid. <laughs> but he was always respectful to Leeds. Yes, he was. He put the, yep. the wreath in the golden leaf for Gary Speed on the anniversary and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and applauded the Leeds fans. Yeah. And yeah, he's always. He, I think he's a good egg. Just his players were a bunch of cunts. That's all. <laughs> and the fans. <laughs> yeah, apart from one. I know one nice Millwall fan. And the club as a whole. <laughs> I actually know two nice Millwall fans. Blimey. Yeah. James doesn't listen to this. We can slag them off. I'm not well. including James. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else changed their manager? Cardiff. Cardiff got rid of whoever was in charge before and appointed uh, Neil Warnock for one last try. Is the lunatic owner still in charge of Cardiff? Yep. <laughs> Vincent Tan. <laughs> That's the one. Who was in charge before? Russell Slade, wasn't it? Was it? Was that a long time ago? I can't remember. They've had so many managers recently. I can't remember. I can't recall actually. They must be having as close to as many managers as us because we've had Solskjaer, didn't they, recently, and Russell Slade, and now now Warnock's in there as well. Quickly, while you mention that, did you see the stat about um, 
about uh, Jack Wilshire. No. It was something like 770 days since he'd last played 90 minutes because he managed to play the whole 90. Wow. And in that time, Leeds had had six different managers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, quite a low number. I would have thought it'd be more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you think, Cardiff, uh, with Warnock then, uh, Colin, do you think? You know my thoughts on Warnock. I think he's a, he's a walking disaster zone. Come on, I'm saying um, for an impression here. What, what would what, what, what would Neil say about his appointment at Cardiff? What about the lads? Are they a lovely bunch? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a great bunch of lads. They, uh, they give everything, you know. But the thing is with Warnock, that he'll do exactly what he did before, which is stay at home, let someone else do the training. He's got Kevin Blackwell there. He's got Blackwell um, and um, Mick Thingamajiggy, the guys that are at Leeds with him. Yeah. Is, that, is he getting the band back together? He is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Paddy Kenny, Kenny he's due to sign soon, surely. And he's just, you know, he he. What his problem is, he he stays at home. Other people do the training. He just turns up for the matches and things. And and I, he didn't even do that every time for Leeds. He fucked off. Um, he, he didn't bother coming to one game, did he? He literally <laughs> stayed at home. Let the, <laughs> Mick. I want to say Mick Jones, but I don't think that's right. That he let him take the game. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just, it's just I, I, and of all people, Vincent Tan, <laughs> you know, to a point. And I was like, think, what, what's he doing? You know, he's he's a lunatic himself, and he must. Hey, well, do you know what, what this team needs is Neil Warnock. <laughs> you know, well, maybe Neil Warnock has a very like just has the correct birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he likes red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can never get the image of Neil Warnock sat on that little motor motorbike at Flamingo Land out of my head. That's when I think of Neil Warnock. That's what he's doing. With that terrifying <laughs> face on Colin. Remember that one? That's yeah, what you yeah. think of, when you think of Neil Warnock. That's what you think. of That is what I think. That, that's the same thing. When Luciano Becchio kissed a seal, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Michael Brown looking at a. I think it was a meerkat, like he's like the most amazing thing he's ever seen, or a lemur, wasn't it? Actually. In other chat, in other. Um, Championship manager talk. What the fuck was that with Rafa Benitez's shirt? I've not seen this. Let me uh, have a look. Out. Rafa's flamboyant. He loves. <laughs> Where are we at, Newcastle? Come on, BBC website load. <laughs> what was wrong with it? Anyway? Well, it was just. I've always been a long-standing um, disliker of um, a manager who wants to wear, who feels the need to wear. Um, a club t- a tie in the colour of the club. Rafa does that all the time, doesn't he? As well? Especially when you have ridiculous the colours, like black, black and white stripes. Well, black and white stripes maybe not so is up there, mm. but I'm more thinking like if you're the whole manager, yeah. or um, <laughs> I can't think of a better example than that. Really, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. I just wear whatever tie you want. You don't need to wear a tie. It's a football game, but well, yeah. do what you want. But Rafa Benitez took it a step further and was basically wearing like a, a black and white striped shirt. <laughs> but it had really thin stripes, so there was hundreds of them. Like a barcode? A bit like a barcode. <laughs> Fair enough. Let me see if I can... I can't find a picture. He's just eccentric. I, I saw it on Twitter. Maybe you think he's because he's in the championship and no one's going to see him. Does he think no one's watching? Yeah. It's like, the, like it's like the Segunda in Spain. <laughs> Did he look like a, a fat Spanish humbug? 
I mean, maybe it's a Newcastle thing. Maybe that's what they've got to do. You know, yeah, club tie, be. club shirt. You'll be wearing SportsDirect.com soon. You could probably <laughs> buy that shirt in SportsDirect. I bet you yeah. can. <laughs> I bet you can. As worn by Rafa on sale, seventy percent off. Something like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally comes, everything is. Comes with a huge free mug. <laughs> <laughs> They're too big. That's mugs. <laughs> They're too big. I like a cup of tea. I mean, I don't drink tea, Ross, but. Do you have to put like two tea bags yes, in that cup? Yes, you do. And if I have two sugars, you have to put three in at least, because it's, it's not it's too big. Mugs don't need to be that big. So it's like when you want a when you want a really big cup of tea. Yeah. But surely by the end of it, it starts to get cold unless you're drinking it quick. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. No one wants them. So I just give them away for free. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Anything else we want to talk about, then, gents, before we leave? What else happened in the championship? Come on, we can't just talk about Leeds and managers being fired. Of course we can. Who else cares about anything else in the championship? Um, Newcastle are doing what we all predicted, which yeah. is starting to run away with the title. Brighton yeah, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure when the last time we talked about it was, but Aston Villa have won an away game. Mm-hmm. Not happy. Yeah, well. Not happy. Pitch invasion. Get over yourself, boys. Was there a pitch invasion? A pitch invasion. They haven't done that since... Away at Reading. The semi final of the FA Cup. <laughs> Pitch invasion away at Reading. The last I minute can't penalty. I how tragic that was. This is even <laughs> more tragic. <laughs> On a Tuesday night in the Championship. <laughs> when they had that pitch invasion, was when was that when they had that fan who had a, a massive cock on his head? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, I think it was when they had Tim Sherwood as manager. God, the glory days. (laughs) Where's he now? What's he doing? What's he doing? Why isn't he a a pundit? Pundit. On on that Spurs game (laughs) with Jamie with Jamie Redknapp. (laughs) Those two together. What? Oh God! What midfield that was? You should watch. There's a little bit where he talks about um, Harry Arter. Yeah. And it is the most cliche-ridden thing you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> he probably knocks out about four cliches in the space of 30 seconds. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I think he describes him as being all over it like a rash. Um, putting, He liked putting his foot... Every time he put his foot in, it was like medicine for him. And he was just hanging around like a bad smell. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's almost verbatim. Walking rent-a-quote. Oh. And there's a good um, clip or gif or vine of him at the moment because at the weekend he said a rude word. Well, arse. Um, <laughs> he talked about a team having their arses kicked and um, then quickly corrected it to uh, backside bottoms. Carl <laughs> oh. Robertson has left MK Dons after six years in charge. Yeah. Could have been Leeds <laughs> boss, Carl. Could have been so. Yeah. <laughs> Turned Leeds down, didn't you, mate? <laughs> Could have been different. But to be fair, if he'd been Leeds manager, he'd probably still now be MK Don's manager getting fired. He'd be back there by now. Yeah, but he could have had a nice payoff as well. True. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking. Let's have a look a little bit at the gossip, shall we? That's always fun. Um, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp says former captain Steven Gerrard is always welcome at the club. But yeah, <laughs> must have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Still coming for memes. <laughs> Anyone want to go for a pint, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Man City could make a twenty million pound move. Thursday's for... good for him. 
<laughs> and City could make a twenty million pound move for Fabregas apparently in the summer uh, in January. Seems unlike uh, Pep does like him. Yeah, he brought him to Barca. Um, I wouldn't have thought it'd be Pep's first go-to move. You'd look, when you're looking to make that squad younger. Yeah, he's 29 now, Fabregas. I think there's a, an, another former Barcelona player at Arsenal. Oh no, he's not Arsenal anymore. Is he Fabregas? Oh god, Whoops. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern Munich planning to make a £65 million bid for Everton's Belgian striker Romelu Lukaku. Okay, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take that, to be fair. You could probably yeah. sign another striker for that much. With the current exchange rate, though, maybe not so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of money for your Euros. Whose fault is that? <laughs> uh, Gareth Bale has had to sign a new contract. Worth three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, with a four hundred and twenty million pound buyout clause. Again, you got the, the exchange rates helping him out there. <laughs> uh, Jamie Redknapp reckons Jack Wilshere's Arsenal's career is over. On the ball there, Jamie. Well done. <laughs> I don't know why that's even rumour. What is that? That's not literally no, I mean, nothing. I mean, I mean, another player who was famously always injured. Yeah. I, 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 a constantly injured central midfield player suggests that <laughs> another constantly injured central midfield player won't make it at a top club. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal could remove season tickets from fans who regularly fail to attend games after the board became concerned over the number of empty seats at the Emirates this weekend. Can they do that? They've paid their money? <laughs> can do what you want with the seat, um... can't they, surely? Surely that's not legal. No, you've you've paid your money for that seat. If you don't want to go to it. it yeah, I don't. I don't know. That seems dodgy. Why, why is it not legal? You can do what they want. You can sell what you want to anyone whenever. Just sell it if, if they're um, not. Oh, I suppose you don't know if they're going to turn up, but just resell the match ticket for that day. But the There's always plenty of empty yeah. seats at the Emirates. It's fine. <laughs> just sit where you are. No, but it's about <laughs> just scare yeah, go. <laughs> Go find them to see. But it's about they're being they're aware that what they're selling is the, it's about selling the product. Yeah. Um, and that's why they have they like for example they've introduced r- rules in Spain because um, they know that one of the reasons they fall down mm. is their ability to their inability to sell the product compared to the Premier League is th- their lack of full stadium in the atmosphere. Right. So they have rules that the sort of um, the area of fans that's visible to the main camera, yeah, like that arc, has to be so full or something other than that. And if it's not, they'll get fined. Oh right, okay, fair enough. Could could it also possibly be a sort of money making scheme? Because the season tickets at Arsenal are astronomical. Yes. So maybe is this a way around people buying a season ticket and sharing it between them? If you know what I mean. So say there's four of us. Could be, that does happen quite a lot at Arsenal. Yeah, if we all want to go to Arsenal games, you know, it's like, oh, this week it's your turn. And we'll all put 25% of the season ticket in. Mm. And maybe they're like thinking... But then people would... But surely then people are going. I don't know. Yeah, that seat is still filled, isn't it? Yeah. But I haven't seen these empty seats. Maybe, Maybe it's just... They couldn't possibly say come out with or you can't all club together and buy a ticket but if they say this then they can maybe get round it if you see what I mean I, I, don't, I don't know I see. I do see what you mean 
Yeah, so basically they're saying, you want a season ticket, you pay full price, right? All of you pay full price, yeah? We're not going to have you doing secret deals. <laughs> they get five grand for one season ticket that you can share between four people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably works out about right, because yeah, it's 1,200, isn't it? So, I don't know, talking about putting the band back to together. Be fair, to be fair to Arsenal, their season tickets do include cup games. Yeah, not Champions League games, though. No, they do include Champions League games as oh, well. Oh, do they? Oh, fair play. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more something like, it doesn't include all of I think you get, like, um, so many, from what I understand, you get, like, uh, six cup, um, cup tokens, and you don't. I don't think you have a choice on which games you use them for. So the first one. So, essentially, if you end up going on a long, um, a long run of... Uh, away FA Cup games yeah you, so. you get to see more Champions League games that's fair enough <laughs> yeah and finally then talking about the band getting back together uh, Shanghai PG and former England manager Sven Goran Eriksson is attempting to bring Manchester United forward Wayne Rooney to the Chinese Super League well Gerard's free <laughs> Lampard Lampard, Lampard. Will be out of contract soon yep Defoe must want out um, soon. Drives for sale. What's he doing these what's days? What's up to? <laughs> Is he still plodding around for Bolton, Colin? I don't, I don't know, actually. Well, yeah, where, where is he? I don't know. <laughs> who could play... Who could play... Um, who could play centre-half? Sol Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> Rio's unavailable as well. Uh, Rio's definitely what, available. What's, what's Ledley King up to? <laughs> Probably getting treatment. Yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> and finally, Adam, I want you to uh, tell us about the tweet that Yannick Blassi, uh, not Yannick Blassi, that Victor and Chaby sent out today. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it was, was it from today or was it yesterday? Oh, yeah, it must be yesterday after the look. game, yeah. Unfortunately, no, it was from today. And when I tried <laughs> to find it, it doesn't exist anymore. Which uh, is always a shame. He clearly got on it, but um, let me find the actual image. Da, 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 da. That is beautiful. Either I lost it. Let me bear me one second. It, it sums up modern football. It sums <laughs> I, up I football have, yeah. on Twitter. It says so. This is what he's put in the, the tweet. In exactly, he's used his 140 characters. It starts with, "Can you tweet something like <laughs> new line? Unbelievable support yesterday and great effort by the lads. Hard result to take, but we go again." <laughs> that was sent at uh, 2:24 today. Uh... Well done, Victor. Unfortunately, when I went to retweet it, it wasn't there anymore. Oh, we've, we've long been fans of Victor and Chabi on this uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> for his complete yeah. inability to inability to be a footballer. I <laughs> mean, goals. what was more striking to me is that I wouldn't have thought that someone of Victor and Chabi's level would have someone else doing his tweets for him. Yeah, there must be like a press officer at the club, like to all the players, because this has been happening a lot with the Leeds players, Colin, hasn't it recently? After the game, they all get on Twitter and say, "Well done, lovely, lovely support." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gary Monk's making them do it. Possibly, yeah. Well, Gary Monk's have... tweeting himself. Ah, so does Ronald Koeman. I'm surprised Monk is still on Twitter because there's a lot of fucking mental Leeds fans on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got his notifications turned off. So <laughs> Definitely. He's not reading that shit. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's doing when he's suspended from the sidelines last weekend, just on Twitter having a look, just scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, are we done? Yeah, yeah, but I just thought that like he's not—it's not 
like Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't think is writing his own tweets. No. Um, like I, Hillary, I she puts a H on the ones that she actually tweets herself. Does she really? Yeah, I mean, restroom and press officer. The, the, the problem for Donald is he is writing his own tweets. <laughs> no one else could do so, that for him. So, sometimes at 4 a.m. <laughs> in what can only be described as some sort of, like, medicated-induced haze. <laughs> Surely, yeah, it has to be. <clears throat> uh, anyway, yeah, right. Let's end this podcast. We shall. Right, Ross. Just if I was you, I'd just end it by putting something like um, download it, this and that. Yeah, <laughs> I've been told we to say get... that we'll be back next week. Yeah, we can get Victor to do it if you want. <laughs> Should we email him? <laughs> you send him a DM say can you just let people know just say something like <laughs> the post podcast will be back next week <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week in one form or another Chris will be back on Thursday with uh, Dave and possibly me if um, I don't get any tickets to the fireworks um, if not we'll be back on Sunday with a review and stuff of the weekend I kind of think we should go away from the reviews of the games and just talk about football because it's much more fun isn't it Really? We've, all, we've I've had a good time. Yeah. We've really yeah. barely talked about any games. <laughs> Just stuff. And if, what I'd say is if the listeners have any particular topics that they'd like us to discuss, yeah, send us a tweet, let us know, and, and we'll discuss uh, it. I've, I've got a question I'd like to have be answered immediately, actually. You want to? Oh. Why, why are the fireworks so so much of a big deal that you might not be able to get a ticket? I keep Who's forgetting to get <laughs> Who's struggling to get tickets to fireworks? I keep forgetting to go to Asda and pick them up. <laughs> it's basically my what, own fault. Tickets? Yeah. You have to buy them for the Asda, Sultan. Asda are selling tickets to their fireworks. No, for the Sultan uh, fireworks night thing on Thursday. Oh. Yeah. Big money. I mean, I mean, you're mugging yourself off. Just stand outside and you can see Well, yeah, see I can it. literally no see them from my house. But, you know, I want to no go stand in the cold field. going to be so... No fence is going to be so high that you can't see fireworks. Well, no, I can see someone from my house. Not, but... <laughs> not at six foot six as well, Ross. <laughs> yeah, true. Just just save money. Just just buy some yourself and just do a Mario Balotelli and just set them off from your toilet. <laughs> have, you, have you seen how much fireworks yeah. cost? That is not saving money. <laughs> I know. But well, Colin might be wrong about but he, You might not be saving money, but you'd probably be staying warmer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my home insurance covers indoor fireworks, or outdoor fireworks, let uh, off indoors. Impress your neighbours. <laughs> Worth just turn the shower on <laughs> and light them from the sink. My dog's not a fan of fireworks that are outside miles away. I think he'd be fairly unhappy if I let them off in the house. Yeah, dogs don't like fireworks, do no. they? No, they certainly don't. Maybe the cats don't call me either. Mm. The one in our house started behaving absolutely, behaves absolutely appallingly during fireworks. I know it's because it's scared, but yeah, my dog just doesn't all hide. The thing, just does all the things it knows it's not allowed to do. <laughs> just gets away with them because there's fireworks on. Just give yeah. them sparklers. <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, exactly. I do. Who doesn't like a sparkler? Anyway, we shall return in one form or another next week. So until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Adam. Bye. And also, I'd like to have you what man on the post. <laughs>